Welcome to another episode of the Mind and Muscle Show with your host, Adrian Moreno. It is a really rainy day today, (laughs) but uh, I wanted to, um, by the way, real quick, I hope you're having yourself an absolutely beautiful day. So, So today what I wanted to talk about was something that was actually like something like, you know, that like I'm really going through right now. And it's because I, I, you know how people say, you know, you, you don't want to climb a mountain and find out you climbed the wrong one. You know, you don't want to go this whole journey, travel this whole destination and find out you're at the wrong spot when you get to where you wanted to go. You know, and so like this, this, this basically happened to me. Um, you, you already know if you've been listening to the show, if you go back and you, you know, play it back. I invested in a, in my, in my first mentor in 2018. And because I invested in that mentor, because I invested, because I invested the amount of money I did that I didn't have at the time, I felt so scared. You know, like I hadn't, I was excited, but scared at the same time. But it's like I didn't have a choice but to do it. (laughs) You know, you put that much money in and you're just like, all right, I I just got to do this. So I engrossed myself in everything as soon as it came my way. As soon as I made my investment and, you know, everything was signed and I was enrolled and I had access to all the modules, I mean, I was... Balls to the wall. I was going at it. I was going through every single module and as fast as I possibly could. And I remember going through the whole thing in a few days and implementing everything. And before I knew it, I was able to make enough money to quit my job. When I quit my job, I was like, okay, so I'm making some real money in this thing. I can really... You know, I'm I'm making real money. I'm I can really like kind of buy some nice things if I wanted to and you know, it just felt really comfortable and really exciting. Because, you know, when you're making ten thousand dollars a month and you've never made any money before, that's exciting. Like for the first few months. I was just like, oh, okay, it's pretty cool. And then, you know, it started to grow and that's when it got more exciting. And I noticed that all of a sudden, I mean, money was always important to me. Don't get me wrong. Money is, it's, money is still important to me. It still is. I love money. But not in the way that I did before. Because at this time, money became my focal point. Like that became tunnel vision. The only thing that I could possibly think about and go towards was making more money. And I'm pretty sure it goes back to the fact that I've never had any. So, like, again, just a brand new experience and that honeymoon phase, and you just go, you go too far with it. It's not like I was, like, rich, guys. I mean, I, I wasn't a millionaire. I'm not, like, I wasn't shit like that, you know? I mean, like, I am rich. Let's put it that way, okay? Do what you want with that. But... I didn't have millions of dollars or nothing like that. I was just making hundreds of thousands for the first time. That is, you know, again, brand new. 
And so really quickly I saw that I structured my life to do just that, make as much money as I possibly can at the cost of basically everything else. <laughs> so that's basically what I did. And, you know, the idea of work hard, put a lot of hours in, work a lot now so you don't got to work in the future. And we'll talk about that word work maybe in another episode or maybe today. But that became it. And then uh, as I kept going in this direction, I started to like lose myself. I, I completely felt like, you, I mean, like, have you, you know what I mean? Whenever you feel, how do you explain it? Like unstable, like you just feel off balance. Like you're not like walking off balance or anything like that. Your energy just feels lopsided. I don't know. I feel like that's the best word for it. But again, like it was a it was a distinct energy. And as I was operating like this, I started working harder because I wanted more money. And I associated money. I mean, I associated success with money and I wanted to be successful. And I associated success with hard work. So Hard work is what equals success. And whenever you're working on a computer, hard work must mean working all of the time because I'm not going to be up putting like to me, hard work is like construction work and, you know, roofing and, you know, carpentry and things like that. And I'm like, you know, I, I don't do that. I'm on a computer. I'm on Facebook. <laughs> I'm on doing some spreadsheet stuff. I'm on, on cameras and like, you know. So I was like, okay, so I guess I got to work a lot. And then as I started thinking like that, I realized I started validating that with my own reality. I started really engrossing myself in that style of thinking. In fact, I don't know, to be honest, I don't know if I can pinpoint it, but there was probably an episode somewhere in the past where I probably talked about putting a lot of effort in, working hard. I don't, I honestly don't freaking know. But uh, I felt like I wasn't me. Like I felt like I was being so dishonest. And I realized I was in a just a chronic state of tension without even knowing it. That's the craziest part. You're in a chronic state of tension without even knowing, without even knowing it. Because I felt really good at the time. I felt really good, really great. In the terms, I'm trying to think of like the definition of good or great in this context. But in terms of like materialistic stuff, like excited externally, but internally, like I was like kind of like screaming out for help. And this hit me one day really hard because I remember being at my mom's house and I had my old phone there. I had my old phone there. Oh, oh yeah. And one thing, I remember working 100-hour weeks because I saw a quote by Elon Musk that said something along the lines of, probably not, you know, exactly, but something along the lines of, if you want to be successful, you have to work 100-hour weeks or 80, 80 to 100 hours a week because it increases your odds of success. Something like that. <laughs> and I... I took that to be a fact. So I was like, all right, that's right. 
because I believed it. I completely acted like that. And I was working 100-hour weeks. I mean, I didn't do anything. I did not do anything. I was always always trying to be serious and stuff and, you know, really, really like heavy energy because I'm so about this business thing. And business is amazing. I'm still about business. I just see it completely differently, you know, and you'll see. But anyways, um, and then one day, fast forward, one day I found my, I was at my mom's house and I had my old phone, my old phone. I found it in like a, this drawer or something. And it was for, you know, a couple of years ago. So I opened it up and I was, you know, curious and you're like, Oh, you, you want to go through your old phone? You know, just curious. So I started going through the photos and then after I went through the photos, I was like, all right, well, you know, I went through the text and I opened up my text and at the top, the very first message was my grandma. And I was like, Oh man, you know, you know, I was like, you know, not, I mean, it, you know, it's kind of, I mean, it was sad, you know, I was just all like, damn. And I kind of, I remember kind of just sitting there with my, my, with my thumb, kind of like just hovering it over, over the thing. And I didn't hit it yet. And then I was just like, might as well. So like took a deep breath, you know, like you kind of like take a gulp of nothing, you know, you just kind of like just, <laughs> and then, uh, I started reading them and I was going through them and it was funny. She was reminding us about, uh, the weather, all of the freaking time. And oh my God, she was something else. Ah, grandma, I love you. But, uh, you know. She, <laughs> I kept scrolling, just going further and further in time, you know, just further and further back. And there is an instance, I mean, I, I noticed, because you know how it says the date, you know, like when you sent it and all that. And I can see that four months, because I was like really scrolling, and I can see within a span of four months, within a span of four months, my grandma asked me like four to five times if I wanted to go over, if I wanted to go to lunch, watch a movie, take her to pay less. I, I, she, she, she sent me a text. I don't know. I said, I was like, it's your birthday, grandma. What do you want? And then she was like, uh, you know, I want some Payless shoes, and I was like, all right, I'm going to pick you up, and I'll take you, and we'll go to lunch after, and of course, I never did it. And, uh, sorry, I totally, I totally lost myself. Um, yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, I didn't take her to lunch, but I, I mean, I saw within a span of four months, I'm sorry, I told him <laughs> I'm not going to delete that though. <laughs> but, um, within a span of four months, she asked me if I wanted to go over and each time I go over and spend time with her. And, you know, each time she sent me a text and invited me somewhere, my response was the same. I can't grandma, I'm busy. I'm working.
over and over again. And what burned even more. Because <laughs> I was, this was burning. <laughs> and then what hit even harder was those were her last months. And I just like didn't. You know, I stopped scrolling. Who knows how many, how much freaking times I said that. But I just stopped scrolling. And I realized like, you know, like. Damn. This is the wrong fucking mountain. <laughs> you know, I was like, uh, I, was, I went the wrong way. Well, not really, because I found my way here. So, you know, y'all, it's all supposed to happen, right? But. I realized, you know, I just snapped and I realized, like, Adrian, like, what, what, what happened to you? Like, what, like, this is totally not you. I, I didn't feel right. I felt, you know, again, really off, really exhausted, like, energetically just exhausted. You know, you just want to take a nap for 10 days. <laughs> and, uh, and, um, and, uh, you know, I started to question. Who is this? Who does this belong to? Just work hard. Make as much money as possible, as quick as can, as quick as you possibly can. You know, in some ways that are may not be right. You know, I was making, you know, I was making money, you know, legally and all of that, but I wasn't delivering what I was supposed to provide to its fullest quality for that money. So there's something within me that felt undeserving, you know, just like, like, like a, a real heavy energy with money, not the, you know, yeah, just a real heavy energy with it. And this mentality of more, 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 more. This mentality of doing, doing, and doing, and doing. This mentality of always going. This mentality was like killing me. And then I, I just noticed this is not mine because it's not me. I'm literally saying this is not me. So whose is this? And then I remember thinking, of a of this podcast I heard and all because like as soon as I was like thinking, you know, like who's is this and questioning, I just got the memory of listening to a podcast where they talked about, I mean, they played something that Steve Jobs said and he said, the rules of your follower, the rules that you follow were once create were once created by one person. No smarter than you. And if you think about that, before that rule was created, everybody was okay. <laughs> everybody was living and they weren't, they didn't even know about that rule. You know? 
And when I say rules, I don't mean, you know, let's put it this way. When I say rules, I'm talking about rules like you got to work hard to be successful. Beliefs. But people may not see these as beliefs. And the reason is because whenever people say these things, you don't think they're beliefs. You think they're facts about life. You think they're facts about life rather than opinions about life. You think they're facts about life. And even though I was spiritually aware, whatever you want to call it, I don't even know what to call it. But even though I was spiritually aware at the time, I still didn't see this. I still didn't see this. I walked right into it, and but I do remember knowing I was falling into a trap. But for some reason, I was okay with it. And I realized that that rule was not mine, and it was not a fact about life. It was not a characteristic of life. It's not a law of life. You don't look up into the sky and see, work hard to be successful. It's not absolute. And so I started questioning everything in terms of like, okay, what else am I doing? Like, what else am I doing? And then that's when you really start looking at every area of your life. You know, you really start to look at every, every area and you're like, okay, how am I acting in this department, this department, this department, this department, this department, <laughs> you know? And um, you, uh, you start to look at all the, the rules about everything. And you realize you can create your own because if that rule is created by somebody else, then that must mean that I can create my own rule. And just like that rule turned out to look like the truth, if I create my own, it's got to do the same, right? And the beautiful thing is, is absolutely, because this is an infinite universe with infinite potential. You have not even tapped what you truly are. There is infinite potential, infinite probabilities and pot. There are probabilities and possibilities that you cannot even imagine because they are outside of the bounds of imagination. You know, there's stuff you know. Stuff you don't know, stuff you don't know, you don't know. And stuff you don't know, you don't know, you don't know. <laughs> it's just, it's infinite. And so when you realize this is infinite, and energy is infinite because no atom is in a definite place. I don't mean atom, but no unit of energy is in a definite place because energy is in a superposition. It's everywhere at the same time. And so when you start to like really realize these things, you're like, if, if it applies at a 
at a quantum level, at a micro, at, at a at a micro level, then it has to. It has to actually apply to the macro. It has to apply to the day to day reality if it's true on the fundamental at the fundamental level of reality. If this is true at the fundamental level of reality, that there is infinite potential then it must be true right here, right now, in this experience, from this perspective. It has to be right here, right now. And so I just started creating my own rules from that point. I said, you know what, then let me just go with this. Because the beautiful thing is also, this is a scientific fact that if you create your own rules, they will Work, <laughs> they will work if you work in alignment with that rule. And when I say it's a scientific fact, I mean at an absolute level. At a level that's probably not accepted in most science or most people's mind. But the thing is, is nothing is really there until we look at it. Nothing is really there until we look at it. Because, I mean, if you go back to 1926 or 1923, one of those years, the very first double slit experiment was performed. And that's whenever we discovered the phenomenon of the observer effect. And that states that nothing is there until we look at it. And I know that sounds absolutely ridiculous. Okay, let, let me at least clear that up. I know that sounds absolutely ridiculous. So you're telling me if I'm not looking at my car, my car doesn't exist. Yes, that's exactly what I'm telling you. <laughs> that is exactly what I'm telling you. You are getting it. Yes. And I know it sounds crazy. But because what happens is in this double slit experiment, what they do is they decide to go ahead and shoot little little subparticles through this little like plate with two slits and it's supposed to hit this back it's supposed to hit this plate in the back and it you know you shoot little bits of matter down this down this you know plate with these two slits they got a 50 50 chance they're supposed to go through and make two little lines on the back if they were what we thought they were particles if we thought they were particles, they should have behaved like particles and go through the two slits at a 50-50 possibility. You shoot a little particle towards a plate with two slits. It has 50-50 chance of going through the left or through the right. But for some reason, it only behaves like that when we look at it. Because what happened was whenever they were not observing this subparticle go through the slit, it actually went through both and through around and through over. It went, it went in every possible way. It went through the plate onto the other plate. It made a wave-like pattern, like energy, empty space which is not 
what we thought well i mean which is not what we thought reality was at the time at at the time we were convinced that it was a matter-based universe <laughs> you know the complete other way around and the craziest thing was these subparticles take form of whatever we expect them to take form in. Whatever we expect them to be, they somehow, some way, they know that we're looking. They know that we're there. They know that there's expectation. They know that there's an observer. And the energy takes form of the expectation of that observer. Exactly like I said on the last episode, reality, your reality, is an expression. I mean, it's a reflection of your own expression. It is a reflection of your own expression. And an expectation is clearly one's own expression of what they believe life to be. And again, this is at a micro level. This is the foundation of reality. Reality behaves like this at the foundation of it. It behaves the way we perceive it to behave, the way we believe it's going to behave. This is why today's always are familiar to yesterday's. <laughs> so I was like, if I create these new rules, then reality is going to do the same thing. So the question arises, whose reality are you living? Because at the time, I did not see my grandma on her as much as I wanted to in her last months here because my own agenda got in the way. Or was it really my own agenda? Was that really my agenda? Or was that an idea of what was true? Is that an idea of what is real? And so I picked up this idea and I ran with it. And I started to really have fun with this and create my own life, create my own rules. And, you know, I started to tell myself, you know what? The more fun I have, the more money I'll make. How about that? The more fun I'll have, the more money I will make. And better yet, the more energized I am, the more fun I'll have. And the more rested I am, the more energized I'll be. So I started to sleep more. I started to meditate longer. For me, that, that, that works. You don't have to... No, you don't need to meditate longer. No, whatever. But anyways, I started to spend a lot of time on me. I started to write 
two hours a day, every day. And I started to work only 30 to 35 hours a week. Did my income drop? Yes. (laughs) Yes, it did. Because that program, that way of seeing, that way of being was still there whenever I made the decision to start working less. And whenever I started to create my own life rules, my own truths, and I started to have fun with it with a very childlike nature, very childlike nature. And so I started to really have fun with this. And so whenever I started to actually live in alignment with those rules, <laughs> with those truths, with, with that, with my own creation, when I started to live in alignment like that, everything, I used to think, okay, if you work super hard, you'll become successful. If you work a lot of hours, you will be, you will be successful. So guess what? The moment I stopped working a lot of hours, can you imagine how much my mind, my programmed way of thinking ran on and told me, what are you doing? You're not working enough. You're not going to make enough money. You're not, you're not making any money. You're lazy. You don't really want this. You're not an entrepreneur. You're not acting like other entrepreneurs are. My voice was lit. My, that little Not even my voice, the voice (laughs) was just there constantly. And I was feeling guilty about it, but I had to learn to observe those tendencies. I had to learn to observe the tendency to just make all this money at the cost of my relationships, at the cost of my energy, at the cost of my happiness, at the cost of my health. Like, did I, did I really, really want that? Of course I didn't. So I just sat there and observed why I wanted that. I just paid attention to it and I realized, well, God, I I want that because I don't think I'm enough. Because if I thought I was enough, then... I wouldn't be trying to get so many things and try to accumulate everything in the world from this energy of like, I don't have it. Because if I felt complete, what it, what, I mean, what was that? Where's the need for that? And then I started to ask, well, then what the hell is complete? <laughs> What does it mean to be enough? Like, like really, like what does it mean to be enough anyway? I was like, enough, that's just a man's idea. It's just another person's idea of, oh, this, this here is enough. When you get to this, you are enough. When you are this, you are enough. You see how these are people's ideas? You see how these are not reality, but you see how these are opinions, individualized opinions that become a mass opinion 
about what reality is, about what actually is, but there is no validity. There is no substance in these things if you just paid attention and observed the pattern, the pattern of, of following a structure that's created by somebody else, by other perspectives. This is an infinite reality. There is no one way to do anything. There is no one way to do things. Well, really there is. Whenever they, you think they, there are, when you think there is only one way to do things, you don't even access the power of choice that you so naturally have because think about this. Every other creature in this universe does not have the ability of choice like you do as a human being a human being has the ability of choice we have the capacity to choose we don't live off of instinct but for some reason so many people don't flex this power of choice Why not flex this power of choice when this is the power, this is one of the greatest assets that you have. This is power. Power is choice. The ability to choose what is right and what is wrong for your well-being. And guess what? Guess what? People are like, no, well, maybe... Maybe you're just a crybaby. You don't like to work hard. I'm like, look, I'm sorry, man. But if you want to work like that, and if that feels right for your well-being and your energies, please do. If that feels right for you, I, in fact, if it feels right for you, I wholeheartedly encourage you to follow that. But guess what? I did it. I, I was doing it. And so with that being said, you don't even have to listen to anything I'm saying today because you have the ability to choose to just pay attention to something else. Right? So why not choose what's true for you rather than letting other people choose it for you? This is infinite creation. This is the realm of all creation and destruction. Destruction of old ideas. Creation of new ones. That new ones will then become old. And oh my God. Evolve. Evolution is a beautiful thing. But are you going to choose to evolve? Or are you going to sit right here? Because, at, because now evolution requires your participation this time. Are you going to choose to? So if you want to choose to create your own reality, I suggest you try this. Pull out a piece of pen and paper and write out every category that is important to you in your life. Whether that be family, whether that be faith, finances, fun, um, whether that be, you know, career, whether that be health and fitness, whether that be, 
you know, your spiritual life, whatever that is, your relationships, your love life, your social life, write down all of the important categories in your life, all of the important areas. And then from that point, what I encourage you to do from that point is I encourage you to write out everything that you've been told about that category of life to ask yourself, what have I been told about careers? What have I been told about finances? What have I been told about love, about friendships, about social life, about, you know, um, family? What have I been told about, about spirit, about truth, about whatever? What have I been told about these areas that are important to me? What have I been told about these areas? And then from that point, once you write out everything that you can possibly think of, I want you to brain dump everything that you have been told, just brain dump and understand once you peel back and you look at everything that those are only rules created by other people. And so go down that list. And say it out loud. Say each, each rule out loud. Like, for example, if you don't go to college, you won't be successful. Say it out loud and then pay attention to how that feels for you. Keyword feels, not how that sounds to you. I don't want you to pay attention to what your mind has to say about this. <laughs> okay? Because your mind does a lot of crazy things. But what I want you to do is I pay attention to your body sensations whenever you say, if I don't go to college, I won't be successful. Does your body contract? Does it expand? Does it feel tense? Or does it feel easy and light? Or does it feel heavy? Does it feel vibrant? Does it feel dull? How does it feel? Because that's the body's intelligence communicating you what's just not going to work for you in your health, in your well-being. And whichever ones don't feel right, because some of them may feel right. Some of them may feel, in fact, a lot of them may feel right. Who knows? Is there's not, this is not me saying your right is wrong. Your right is right for you. That's all that freaking matters. I don't, that's it. That's all that matters. If it works for you, my friend, please go that direction. So if it feels right for you, keep it. If it doesn't feel right for you, cross that shit out and then create something in its place that feels right for you. For example, you have to work hard to become successful. I don't like that one, so I crossed it out and I said, the more fun I have, the more successful I'll get. That means I have to be joyful. I have to be exuberant. I have to be fun. I have to be light. I have to be energized if I want to be successful. And that feels good. So I go with that. Now, the challenge is aligning your day-to-day actions in ways of thinking and really, you know, operating and all of that with those rules. That 
when it gets difficult for people. So if it's difficult for you, whether you can do all of them, if you can do all of them at once, great, please. But if you can't, start with one to three of the most important rules or the most important things to you. Whichever one is a priority for you. Start implementing those in how you, in the way that you be, in the way that you are. Start shifting those areas. And then once those feel good and grounded, stabilized, go to the next one. And create your entire life by design. By your design. Because you are a conscious creator. You are, I mean, like, you can't, it doesn't matter if you want to be a creator or not. Like, you are a creator, even if you don't want to be. And when, if you don't think you are, if you don't think you are, you're going to create not creating. <laughs> I don't even know how to say that, but you're going to create the feeling of you can't create anything beautiful. And let me tell you, you are complete and enough in your own way. Your beingness is rested in completeness. Your beingness is rested in wholeness. Your entire life is complete right here. Right now. And how can it not be? How can you not be full of everything? Whenever you have the choice to direct your attention to it. You have, your, you have a choice to direct your attention in a different way of perception. If you can perceive something differently, that is only because it is within you because what you see is only a reflection of your own expression. If you start thinking more joyful and you can actually see the good in people and you can actually see others, other people's wealth and you can see other people having fun and love in their relationships. The only reason you can see that is because it is within you. So if you choose to create something new, choose to create your own reality, it must be expressed through you. Therefore, it will be reflected right back. Life will take form of whatever energy you expect it will. Life will take form of whatever energy you expect it will. If there's anything that you remember from this, just know that life will take on the form of whatever you expect it to. God will create whatever you believe it will create. And you, you, my friend, you are God. You are. And whatever God means to you, that's what God means to you. But when I'm talking about that, I'm not talking about a man with flesh. I'm not talking about a person or 
human being or another individual. This is no individual. This is it all. And you, my friend, are it all. You are the energy that is creation, the creator dancing with the creation as itself. This is the beautiful dance in between the creator and the creation. So what rules are you creating? What reality are you creating? Is it somebody else's? Are you climbing somebody else's mountain? Or are you climbing the mountain that's sourced from your heart? Or are you climbing the mountain that's sourced from the data you've accumulated in your head from other people and other perspectives? You are on your own journey. This is your journey. Like, understand this is a very unique existence. This energy. You truly have the power to create whatever the fuck you want. So go create it by your own rules. And when you're creating your new rules, don't create your new rules with a lot of past. What I mean by that is don't create your new rules off of what you think is possible or not. Don't create your rules off of what you think is possible or not. And when I say rules, I mean like ways of being and ways of, you know, carrying yourself and ways of perception and ways of seeing things and your beliefs about everything. And when you start to look at all of these things, this is what I mean when I say rules. All right. So just just so you know that. But whenever you're creating these, don't create it off of what you think is possible. Everything that you think is possible is based off of your memories. It's based off of your past experience. So just do this with a childlike nature. Very childlike. Like Jesus says, something around this. <laughs> Again, don't like quote me word for word, but you cannot enter the kingdom of God unless you become again as a child. Doing this with a very childlike nature. Whenever I was little, when I was like four or five years old, I remember really wanting, really wanting to be a fireman and an NFL player. During the week, I'll be a fireman. On the weekends, I'll play football. And I fully was convinced that that was real and I can actually do that. Just like you used to believe in Santa Claus and maybe you put out cookies and all of that. I want that kind of childlike nature, that kind of innocence whenever you're planning out your new life, whenever you're not planning, creating. You're not trying to, you're not going to, you are creating your life. This is life by design and do it with a childlike nature. Have fun with this thing, man. I literally said I will get more successful the more fun I'll have. That is how innocent I want this energy to be. Or I encourage it to be. So have fun with it and truly. I wish you never climbed somebody else's mountain. And if you are right now and you're aware of it, just choose to climb your own.
And the best part about it is you don't need to go all the way back down and go to the other mountain and go all the way back to this. No. Just let it go. Let the entire mountain vanish. And start climbing your own. Because the moment the other one does vanish, your own path will be right there. 